but I'm not going to do it. Lord, I love you today. I praise you and I glorify your name. Lord, I'm thankful that this is the day that the Lord hath made, and I rejoice and I'm glad in it. I thank you, Lord God, that we can come into your house to worship you and to praise you. Lord, that we may partake of the word of God today. Lord, right now I pray that you would just take what I've studied and what I've learned, Lord God, and just may I present it, Lord, that in a way that would be pleasing to you, that it would be receptive to those that hear, Lord God. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. And I thank you, Lord, that today that you are here and you bless us with your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if y'all noticed... Um, and what people have said and prophesied and what uh, um, the music and the words that were music, but there was a, a kind of a theme today, and that was trusting in God. And guess what I'm preaching on today? I'm preaching on trusting in God. I guess a lot of y'all have noticed, uh, uh, if you, especially if you get the... Um, prayer requests and stuff like that. There's a battle that's been going on. There's been an uh, attack upon our church. There's people that's been sick. There's people that has been put in the hospital, such as Charlie. Um, people having migraine headaches that just won't go away. Um, we had one person lose a loved one, tragically. Uh, it's just been one thing after the other. It's been kind of mind-boggling, and you just kind of feel like you got to hold on to uh, what's going on. But today I, I want to let you know you can trust God through whatever you're going through. You may be going through one of the hardest times in your life, but you can trust God. Who else can we go to? Who else is better equipped to, to meet your every need? Your foundation may be shaken, but you've got to know one thing. You're still on the rock. You're still on the rock. So today, I want to talk about trusting in God. Um, the last few weeks, we've been under attack by Satan with his arsenal of fiery darts. How many felt those darts? Hey, I have. They've been hurled at you one by one. They just seem like when the, they just pour on you. And this is what I felt like this is God's message for you today. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. God is there right with you. Whatever you're facing, He's facing it with you. And He wants you to trust Him and know that He is there. You know, there's someone can offer you in this world, I promise you this, I promise you that. All these great promises. But if they don't follow through, those promises are meaningless. Yeah. 
But the promises of God, you know that they will come about, as the Word says. You can trust those promises because they're truth. God promised Abraham a son. Yeah, they were well past childbearing age. It's kind of even hard to imagine. With Abraham being 100 years old and just thinking about having a little baby to take care of. Sarah, just what, 10 years younger, I believe? Well, but God promised. Romans 4 19 says, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Listen to this. He did not waver at the promise of God. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Listen to this. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to. He was, also, he was also able to perform. And therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Two factors in there I want us to consider this morning. First of all, it said that Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. He took God's word as truth. When God said it, that settled it. It was truth. He did not leave room for unbelief. He did not ponder it. Well, you know, but what if he don't? When God said it, it was settled in his mind that it was truth and it would happen. He was fully convinced that what God had promised, number two, was he was fully convinced that what God had promised, God was also able to perform. He wasn't wavering. He wasn't being tossed around like the, 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 the winds of the sea and the waves. It was settled in his mind. God promised. Abraham was fully convinced. My question for you today, are you wavering? Are you being tossed around? Are you being pushed here and pushed there? You know, I think about a, a boxer. You know, they, they box and they box. But you ever see one got punched drunk? You know, they're, they're still standing there, but they're just barely standing, and they keep taking a hit, keep taking a hit, keep taking a hit. They can't fight anymore. They're wavering. God wants us to put up our, our fists, and He wants us to fight, and He will bring us through. God is asking us to trust Him, not waver, but be, be fully convinced He is able to form what He's able to. What he, whatever he has promised you. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He's calling upon us to trust him. We're not to look to ourselves for the answer. I tell you what, it's so easy to, well, I got to do this. We think it in our own mind what, what we need to do. And we don't consult the one that's got the answer for us. We consult ourselves. And how many times have we messed up? How many times have we make the wrong decision because we did not consult God? He wants you to trust Him. He wants you to call upon Him. 
Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. If we acknowledge him in all that we do and all that, all that we face, he will direct our paths. Amen. Psalms 34.8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. You can taste. This is a very, your senses can tell of the goodness of God, and it tastes good to you. And it's for the man who trusts in him. Psalms 31, 19. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. God has laid up great goodness for you today. All the goodness that he has is for you today. He prepared his goodness for you who trust him for the world to see. He wants everyone to know that he has bestowed great goodness on you because you trusted him. Amen. You want goodness in your life? You want goodness to follow you? Trust God. Put your trust in him. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We have an adversary. You know, he's very good at what he does. He's had a lot of practice. He's been at it a long time. But we've got a God that's been around even longer. And he lives within you. The greatest weapon in his arsenal is deception. He will use trickery and scare tactics to get you to feel consumed by the attack and the problems he set before you. Have you ever felt consumed? Just so many things coming at you in so many directions. He will consume you. One thing you must realize, Satan is not a roaring lion. He walks around, the word says, like a roaring lion. That's the part of his deception. If you are swallowed up, and if you are devoured, it will not be caused by God's failure to help you. But your failure is to trust him. He didn't trust him. He didn't trust God. Not trusting God is unbelief. Trusting God requires faith in what he has said to you. When you're going through those things, do you know what the Word says about it? Do you consider it? Do you think about it? God, this is what you say. Or you just, just feel like you're just having to crawl into a hole because of everything that's going on. If you are looking to and trusting Jesus, Satan cannot devour you. First John 4, 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Them, that's the spirits that are not of God. That's what it talks about before this verse have overcome them because he who 
is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The greater one lives within you. You don't belong to Satan. You belong to God. And God is with you. There's a few areas I want to talk about. And this is not all the areas that can be addressed. But this is the ones that come to mind. I know there's other things that people are facing. Hebrews 13, the last part of verse 5. He said, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I don't know why God led me to this place, but I think this this is for somebody here this morning. Some of you may feel abandoned, unloved, forsaken. Jesus said that he would never leave you or forsake you. That's his promise to you. In your lowest times, Jesus is there. And all you got to do is call upon him and say, Jesus. And before you even finish saying the word, he's there for you. Don't ever just stay in your room or, or wherever you're at and just feel all these things that are coming against you. Call upon Jesus. Call on his name. And he will come and he will visit you. One thing you got to know that you're never alone. You may feel alone, but you're not. Jesus is there. You call on him. He'll be there. He'll talk with you. You may feel so consumed by your feelings of abandonment, unloved and forsaken that you cannot see Jesus' hand reaching down to you to pull you out of the pit you find yourself in. His hands is outstretched for you today. And he wants to pull you out of this situation, out of this pit. Psalms 40 says, starting with verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps he has put a new song in my mouth praise to our God many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust we're talking about trusting God today he will put your feet on the rock today if you were trusting if you were believing. You can trust God with your children. There are those that are today that your child may, may be wayward. Very hard. You see him into things that you know is not right. 
you've taught them right. But you can't live their life. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's your promise from God to you. You need to present that to God. God, this is what you told me. And you need to believe him. Some of your children have taken the way of the prodigal son out into the world. But God wants you to know that he's heard your every cry. He saw every tear. He wants you to know that he cares. He cares deeply. He cares for that son and that daughter. You keep them before God. Don't ever give up. Today he wants you to know that you've done your part. Now he will do his part. And your promise is that when he is old, he will not depart from it. You've got to trust God with your children. This is not part of my message, but I just feel like I need to. Perhaps you've got a spouse that's wayward. Keep them before God. Don't let, without a fight, Satan take your spouse. God will hear your prayers. Amen. Amen. Another area is that you can trust God with your finances. Philippians 4.19, And my God shall supply all your need. He didn't say some of your need. All of your need, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. What are his riches in glory? Haggai 2.8 says, The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Word also says that he owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. There is nothing lacking in the kingdom. The kingdom is not about to go bankrupt. The kingdom does not need a stimulus package. It's all there. And that riches is for you. It belongs to the children of the kingdom. That's yours. That's mine. But we've got to believe God for it. We've got to trust God for it. God desires to open up the windows of heaven over your life. God wants you to trust him during your times of financial need. However, your financial breakthrough is tied to your obedience to God. The giving of your tithes to God tells God that you trust him to supply your need. By holding back your tithes to pay bills, to buy groceries, or any other things, tells God you don't trust him to supply 
How much do you trust God in your finances? Now I tell you what, you start paying other things other than your tithes, your tithes is going to go somewhere. It's going to go out for some need, something that breaks down, or it will go to God. Now it's your choice. You will not keep that money. It will be gone. Be obedient to what God says. Isaiah one nineteen says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It's tied into obedience. If you're not obedient and giving of your tithes, if you're not obedient and giving unto God what's already His, you tie His hands and He cannot bless you. Blessings is tied to your obedience. And as you give, He wants you to trust Him for the blessings. Not all attacks of the enemy are, wait, not all things are an attack of the enemy. But as God tests you, you see if you really trust Him. You may find yourself in a very hard financial bind, and it was not your fault. You may have been obedient in paying your tithes, you've been giving your offerings, you serve, you do whatever God has asked you to do. But things just seem to all of a sudden just fall into your life. And you're, you have to dig your way out of it. This could be the time that God is trying to perfect you. James 1 says, my brethren, start with verse 2, my brethren count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Whoa, that's a hard one. Oh, there's a chance to see what God's going to do again, I guess. But count it all joy. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You know, whatever you're facing, God could supply that need tomorrow. He's got the ability to do it. If you find yourself without a job, there could be a job open for you tomorrow. If you need financial help in some way, that could be there tomorrow. But how will he know that you really trust him? He wants to perfect you. He wants you to step out in faith. He... At this time, he's stretching your faith. Have you ever had your faith stretched? And you know, you got to know that this dilemma that you find yourself in didn't take God by surprise. Ooh, what happened here? Remember that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. One of the hardest things I ever went through, back in 2000, I was laid off in March. Got a little bit of a severance package, 
I rolled over my retirement into an IRA just in case. Went through the severance package and the just in case took place. I went through it all. I was out of work for about nine months. This was the time that, that um, March when I got laid off, Jonathan was to be a freshman at Southwestern in the fall. The September before all this took place, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. She had to go through some major surgery. And then she went through the chemo treatments. I suddenly found myself on Cobra Insurance without an income coming in. And boy, it was dumping on me at that time. There would be times when we didn't have any money. And I, I'll just start declaring the word. God, this is what your word says. I get release in my spirit, then all of a sudden the phone would ring. Uh, you owe this money. When are we going to get it? Well, I had to get down on my knees again and start praying again. Start quoting the word again. It wasn't because of something that I had done wrong. But it happened. But God was so faithful. By the end of... Um, right in December, I was, I was totally out. I had no money coming in. I don't know why I'm telling you all this, but I just feel like this is what the Lord wanted me to do. And um, no prospect of a job. I felt like I had to tell my pastor. Most people didn't know what was going on. I didn't talk about it. But I had to talk to my pastor because I had talked to someone. He said, Andy, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take up an offering for you. And I didn't want that. That's not why I was there. Irina was away in uh, Colleen with LaDonna and David. And um, I was there by myself. He made me stand up for all the world to see. And he presented what was going on. And why he did this, I have no idea why. He said, Andy, I want you to pray over the offering. Now you think about that. <laughs> but all I could do is just ask God to bless the people. Well, after church, he said, would this help? And he handed me over a $6,000 check. And you got to realize, I was down to nothing. Between Christmas and New Year's, a guy called me, want to know if I want to come to work. So I went to work, working in Victoria, Texas. 
It may be trying to you. God could, could bring you down to nothing. But God has the ability to re restore everything that was taken away from you. And I said all that to say this, you can trust God in what you're going through. You may not be going through the depth of uh, that situation as I was, but someday you may find yourself there. God is faithful. You can trust God. You can believe in what he says. And he will see you through. It doesn't matter what you're facing today. You can trust him. <clears throat> you can trust God for your healing. Too often we take the diagnosis of the doctors and we make it ours. This is my... I got diabetes, my diabetes, uh, my high blood pressure, my cancer, my migraine headaches, my, my, my. We accept them, this is me, this is what I have. My mom had it, my dad had it, I got it, my brothers got it, and we just claim all these things into our life. By doing so, we have taken ownership of our sickness. I want you to know this, that sickness is not yours. It's of the devil. And never receive what he has tried to place in your life. Now, there's a teaching that our pastor does, and when I first heard it, it really astounded me. And you've heard it from this pulpit. It has to do with fact or truth. You know, the doctor can diagnose you with something. That you do have diabetes, or you do have high blood pressure, or you do have cancer, or whatever. It shows up in the x-rays, or the blood tests, or maybe a, a CAT scan, or MRI. It doesn't matter what it is. You see it, and it's there. They see it. That's a fact. It's there. But we as Christians, as the body of Christ... Born-again believers, we have something they don't have. We have truth. The truth of the Word of God says that by His stripes I am healed. The truth of the Word of God says that in His own body He took our infirmities. He has already paid for our healing. Do not ever receive what the devil has placed in your life. But you fight the things that he's tried to place there. If you've been diagnosed with something, do not accept it. You go to the Word and declare the Word. And never stop until you see that sickness going out of your body. When Irina was diagnosed with breast cancer, we had a, van, a friend of ours says, Never say that I have breast cancer. But you say the do doctor diagnosed me with breast cancer. But you yourself do not accept it. And we never did accept it. And I tell you what, you've got to stand firm. Satan may try to shake you, but the Word of God is stronger than anything that he can throw at you. We got the truth. I guess my question today, are you going to the truth to find out what God says about your situation? 
Or are you looking at the Word and reading it and declaring it? Or have you accepted whatever the enemy has placed in your life? Watch your words. Watch your words. The Word says in Proverbs 18.21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What are you speaking over your life? What are you saying about your situation? There's no room for a negative talk for a believer. There are some that everything that comes out of their mouth is this, is wrong. I mean, it's negative, 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 negative. And you'll see a person that is loaded down with a lot of problems. But you've got to be positive in what you're saying. Are you speaking life into your situation or are you speaking death? What is trusting God? Now this is found in Richie's dictionary. Trust is believing. That's faith. Trust is believing the truths from the Word of God and speaking them into your life for any given situation problem or sickness that has come against your life knowing and believing what God has promised he is able to perform faith is a is a noun trust is a verb trust puts action to your faith are you trusting God Do you trust God or are you hoping? Do you trust God or are you wishing? The power to change your situation is in your mouth. What are you speaking into your situation? My desire today for whatever you're facing is to get you to go to the Word. And trust what the Word says. Satan, he's out there and he's fighting. We've got to fight back. Ephesians talks about when you've done all, you stand. When you, when you quote the Word, you believe the Word, then you've got to get in front of the enemy and say, no further. I stand against you. Are you fighting today? Are you really fighting today? Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Amen. Let's stand. You're such a faithful God.
Lord, you love us so much. You pay such a high price that we might have life and life more abundantly. Lord, it's not your will that we be sick. It's not your will that we be impoverished. Lord, it's not your will that we be we feel alone and unloved. Lord, it's not your will that any should perish. Lord, we know as much as we love our children, you love them more. And Lord, that if we trust you, you will do whatsoever you possibly can to bring them back. Lord, if there's a spouse, Lord, you love that spouse. And Lord, you will do whatever it takes to bring them back to you. Lord, I pray that you will pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us how we can trust you more. Lord God, I ask that you would enlighten your word to us, the truths of your word. Lord, that you would direct our, 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 our mind and our spirit to those truths that we need for our life today. God, I thank you for everyone that's here. And Lord, I know as we trust you, Lord, there's victory in every life. God, I thank you. Thank you for loving us again, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If anybody needs prayer, just come on up and and we'll be glad to pray for you. Otherwise, consider yourself dismissed, and we'll look forward to our pastor. Wednesday, come. Brother Roy Harris, he's going to be speaking this coming Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to it.